Welcome to Craigslist 2023, folks. I'm Craig DeRoche, the president and CEO of the Family Policy Alliance located in Colorado Springs and the focus on the family building. And this is a special time of year. We call it Craigslist. We're making fun of me. I, I am the Craig in that name. But I have this uh, unique perch where, where I get to see the heroic and amazing work of the frontline leaders of the family policy movement in America, up close and personal. Because Family Policy Alliance is the hosting organization for 40 of these wonderful organizations that we hope that you've come to know intimately in your own state, that we hope that you support them with your time, your talent, your treasure. They need your help. And we're going to explain why. Uh, it's going to be embodied through each of these awards that we give today, you're going to see the answer to the question, so what? And, and if you're like me and you get particularly frustrated on some given days when you see the evil prowling our, our local K-12 school districts and our halls of our county commissions and school boards and, and state legislatures, folks, and you ask the question, I wish somebody was there to fight back. I wish there was a network of people like the left has that could amplify my voice and make some real change and protect my children and my family well, that's what we're talking about today. So we're glad to have you with you. I know some of you are joining too from, from a website, soconreport.com. Uh, that's great. We're so excited about this. Very hard for social conservatives to get our news source aggregated, organized for us to see what's going on. And folks, you have the best uh, reporters in the world because you have 40 state organizations working door to door, church to church, more than 50,000 churches organized, working all 52 weeks of the year more than 320 employees, and, and they are contributing to SoCon Report, the news of the day. And that's where we want to bring those leaders. And, and you get fir first access to it right here uh, with the video. And this will be replayed on YouTube and everywhere else too. But thank you for watching. And, and please, if you're watching this live, we want you to comment. We want you to talk. We want you to uh, uh, use this. We want you to get involved with your FPC. So without further ado, welcome to the award presentation of the 2023 announcement of the Craigslist awardees. And folks, we've just had some extraordinary goddess, but first of all, we give credit to God. We couldn't have done any of this without his, his love and, and just providing all the resources that we need, regardless of what they, they were. Wisdom is what it begins with, uh, uh, how to speak into a, a broken culture. And we've made a lot of headway and that comes through innovation. And the first award speaks directly to that. It's called the Cutting Edge Award. And it speaks to people that are out front in, in, in innovating the policies that, that can be put in place to protect our parents and protect through them uh, um, the next generation of our children's coming up. And we have an honorable mention, and this goes to a state where the governor has been so involved. And when you find out the state name, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But he's established model policies for schools that affirm parents' rights and remove aspects of gender ideology from the schools. And that is something that we can all rally around. And it began here in the state of Virginia. So with me now is Victoria Cobb, who's going to explain to us why that matters and what we're up to. Craig, it is such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for this honorary mention for this award. Um, we are thrilled that our governor has taken the lead. And I just want to tell folks, it has taken a lot of effort to get to where we are today. I think a lot of us want instant results. And this is a product of years and years of work. Our state was under very liberal control for several years, and they passed a law that said, we're going to have these terrible guidelines, and they're going to be statewide. They're going to be in every school board. And um, we fought that law, but lost. 
We then went and fought each school board and said, look, you don't have to do what the state's saying. And then we went and knocked 133,000 doors with our more political arm, the Family Foundation Action, to get us a new governor, to get this whole thing turned around. And so we were able to bring in um, and be a part of bringing in Governor Yunkin, who then has followed through with what we were told he would do, which is to respect parents. And so we are so grateful that today we are looking at a state that has now been issued new model guidelines and those guideline, guidelines say, look, we're no longer going to deceive parents. We're not going to let boys play in girls' sports. We are not going to have a situation where teachers are fired because they aren't using what we, what we call compelled pronouns, forced language in their classroom, um, feeding into a reality that is not. And so these are all major gains. And so now this gets kicked back to our school boards and they are supposed to line up with these new model guidelines. There are some that are bucking, so our, our work is not done. We are literally fighting county by county to say, look, the governor's changed the guidelines. It's time to get in line. And of course, in Virginia, our biggest challenge is around the Northern Virginia area. So these counties and cities right there up against DC are pushing back and we're gonna keep taking our grassroots and saying, no, parents, no matter what your political stripe is, most people believe that a parent deserves to know what's going on in the life of their child, especially within the public school. So we've got all that going on. And I, you know, I hope one year we show up at these awards and we're the most pro-life state or the most pro-family state. Um, but we have work to do in our elections. And that's this year for us, too. And so we are gearing up for that next step, which is that our House and our Senate are not like everybody else. They are, in fact, um, unfortunately, on a different year. So this is our year. And we need to get a, a pro-family Senate. And then we hope with a pro-family House that we hope to hold and a Senate and Governor Yunkin will show up with some other big wins for you to put on your list in the future years. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Victoria. And, and um, Victoria, the, the Virginia Family Foundation folks, you, you've heard, you've read about uh, uh, their importance. She was the one that was kicked out of a restaurant and, and her team for uh, believing in the words of the Bible. Talk about um, intolerance in America, but you, you, you're you a happy warrior. We see it in the smile. You made these innovations a big deal. Uh, 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 the uh, majority in the Senate for Governor Glenn Youngkin is on the ballot. And, and so if you live in Virginia, please give a shout out now. Please give your support to the Virginia Family Foundation. If you're at home and you want to understand why we bring up different states than you is, is uh, we export the success from the state that we have in other states. That's the purpose of Family Policy Alliance. That's what the left does too. So we saw that the energy from Glenn Youngkin's win two years ago uh, um, fueled the, the entire social conservative movement. And, and uh, so we want you to take a look at supporting Virginia and others as they have their big races coming up. Thanks for being with us, Virginia. Or Victoria, I'm so sorry. Thank you. The state of Virginia, as, as, as presented by Victoria, and she is very used to people making that mistake, but I apologize nonetheless. Now for the awardee, uh, drum roll please, for the Cutting Edge Award, which which really, you got to love this, folks. This state, um, big state in the heartland of America, and they face this challenge. Talk about a difference of between a House and a Senate. They have a different governing structure, and they came up one vote short, and, and, and we're on the cusp. They're trying to do two things. One was to protect uh, people that had not yet been born uh, uh, from a cruel death uh, called abortion by the secular left. It's just a human being. Uh, being killed uh, with the government's permission, and they came up short, uh, breathtakingly so. And and then they, they were trying to protect children uh, um, and parents from this invasive, dangerous uh, LGBTQ ideology and uh, um, lock-in uh, permanent surgeries early. And 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 they didn't have the votes for that. And and 
our leaders in Nebraska Family Alliance and, and the folks that they were able uh, to, to bring together on um, were uh, uh, um, able to, and, and, and I've just mixed awards. So I've got I've to retract what I'm going to do right now as your host, uh, uh, Paul, my privilege. And, and Karen, you're going to have to wait uh, uh, with Nebraska when I talk about what you're doing, because the first thing I want to do is the Cutting Edge Award. Um, actual awardee goes to our state in Florida, and they're coming up right now. Florida uh, passed state laws that protect children from exposure to sexualized performances like drag performances to guard children from transgender procedures and to protect babies from abortion from the time of the heartbeat can be detected, folks. Florida went a lot farther than other people, and, and, and they mixed it up. And, and we all know who your governor is. Aaron DiPietro is with us. He's the head of the policy there at the Florida Family Policy Council. You are the winner, not Virginia, of, of our first award. I apologize as a host for getting that backwards. I hope our, our guests will appreciate that too. This is a big award for you to win. Florida did a lot. I, I know your governor and your legislature poured a lot of leadership into this, but they could not have done this without the Florida Family Policy Council and, and all of the Christian and, and uh, social conservative audience that you built there in Florida. Tell us how you did that, Aaron, as you accept the award for the, uh, the um, uh, Cutting Edge Award. And uh, Aaron, your audio isn't on, and, and we're going to adjust that. Just start talking when you can. And uh, um, we're going to... Sorry, there we go. Can you hear me now? Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Craig. This is an honor uh, to be uh, receiving this award on behalf of John Stenberger and the Florida Family Policy Council. We're extremely excited about the victories that we've had in this last section session. Uh, just for a little historical perspective, too, normally the Policy Council in Florida, uh, we normally have a good year would be two to three victories. Uh, last session in 2022, five victories was our record this year we had nine record victories of legislation that we helped shepherd across the finish line onto the governor's desk, uh, varying from the Heartbeat Protection Act, protecting the unborn, uh, protecting children from adult entertainment, sexually explicit live performances, the Help Not Harm legislation, prohibiting the castration and sterilization of children across the state of Florida, the Parental Rights and Education Act, Part 2, medical rights of conscience for doctors and nurses, medical freedom, bathroom safety and privacy, school choice expansion, and school choice or school uh, social media safety for uh, children in public schools as well. So many great pieces of legislation. Uh, we've had an amazing governor in Ron DeSantis who has governed as a conservative across as, as a strong social conservative as well and led with strong leadership. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, the House and Senate leadership, especially House Speaker Paul Renner, who was a huge ally of Governor DeSantis in this whole movement. And Craig, I think this really shows what uh, conservative leadership looks like. In the state of Florida, we're a perennial slight red leaning state with really, really, we are a purple, we were a purple battleground state for so many years where Republican or, or Democrat victories were determined sometimes by one to two points. With DeSantis taking the helm in 2018, he won by around 30,000 votes out of over 8 million cast, less, you know, less than 1%. Now, four years later, fast forward, and he won by nearly 20 points, a landslide victory of over a million votes, uh, you know, victory lead, which is miraculous and shows that 
you know, the people in America, they want strong conservative leadership. They support strong social conservative leadership. All that needs to happen is for the leaders uh, in our nation to stand up, fill that void, fill that gap, just like Florida has done and move forward uh, in advancing legislation to defend life, liberty and the family. So you're the winner of the, uh, you know, the cutting edge award. And you guys have been on the cutting edge and you heard who the runner up was. Uh, um, our audience wants to know, uh, um, what's the difference between having a Glenn Youngkin and a Ron DeSantis be your governor and say an Asa Hutchinson or a Gavin Newsom on social conservative issues in the legislature? Um, because I think people would say that, okay, I think we all know the answer. You don't have to answer that one. And we only got, you know, 30 seconds on it anyway, but, mm -hmm. but Aaron, um, it takes more than just the leadership of a strong governor, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. That's the point yeah. I want to make. Because it does. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because for years, one of the, the one of the fascinating parts, a lot of people look at Florida and I looked at Florida and said, oh, you have Republican control since the 90s in the legislature. But it's only recently within the past few years that we've been able to get substantial conservative legislation. That's because uh, just going back probably even 10 years ago in our Florida State Senate, which has always been more centrist and more liberal leaning, I would say probably about 10 years ago, about half, it was about half and half conservative in the Republican caucus half conservative, half liberal Republican senators in our state. And it's only been recently that we've been able to elect conservative leaders to both the House and the Senate, to where I honestly believe not only do we have super majorities in both the House and the Senate, thanks to the 2022 Republican landslide, but we actually have the strongest and the largest number of true Republican conservatives and social conservatives that are willing to lead the charge. So that that matters on the grassroots level. You're, it's not just about your governor in many of these states. If you have a great governor, uh, like in Virginia, for instance, they've got a state Senate that is resisting all that, you know, all that great legislation. In Florida, we had many Republicans that were blocking good legislation for years. So it's critical. Get good, solid state House reps and state senators. They matter just as much as the governor. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us, Aaron. And for the audience, uh, what Aaron said on his way out, and congratulations, please pass it on to our dear friend, John Stemberger, the president of the Florida Family Policy Council on this huge win uh, for, for being the cutting edge award winner for the family policy movement for 2023. <laughs> um, thank you, Craig. Thank you. And, and um, I already gave you guys a sneak preview, so I, I, I screwed up as a host. Uh, but so I'll be quicker. Uh, our next uh, award is for, and it's what this award is for is important. I want you to understand that a big part of what Family Policy Alliance is and the Family Policy Councils, uh, we are not the pro-life organization in your state or nationally, but that is probably our biggest issue. We are not the just uh, uh, education reform you know, lobby, but that's one of our biggest issues and et cetera, et cetera. We deal with all the issues across uh, social conservative concerns and parental concerns. And we work with all the other organizations that are single issues. So we work with all the pro-life groups, the homeschooling groups, foster care, et cetera. And so what we do is we, we build teams, right? That's what uh, we learned in Acts. We, we learned it when Jesus was with us, uh, uh, as he reported in, you know, through the gospels of, of when he sent people out. And we do it together in the body of Christ. And uh, the best team effort award, I've already told you, is going to Nebraska. Uh, because what they did was, and with their allies in the state that they assembled, Karen Bowling is going to join me now. But Karen, I got a couple things to say while we're sharing the screen. Um, is that um, they, they were having trouble doing uh, just one of the issues. Uh, uh, we had two issues. One was to protect people. 
uh, through birth from abortion, and second was to protect them after birth from the dangers of the, the radical LGBT. And when the left thought they had blocked you on both, your team that you had assembled and, and with your leadership said, why don't we pass them both in one bill? You got that through, you got that to the governor, and that is why you are winning the best team effort award uh, uh, for the country. We want to model that behavior. Share with us about that victory because the audience wants to know about that, that folks, sometimes we're not going far enough is what you're telling us, right? Right. Well, Craig, first of all, just thank you. All of the team at NFA is honored to uh, receive this award. And it's very true. What can you do together that you cannot do alone? And those of us in the family policy movement, that's what we specialize in. We are boots on the ground at every state capitol and networking with other organizations. And so what happened when we fell one vote short by on our heartbeat bill, who actually was a co-sponsor of the bill, who ended up being president and not voting, we were so disheartened because in Nebraska, you only have 10 days at the start of the unicameral to get votes or to get legislation. And so we had to find a way where we could merge two bills that were germane to continue moving it forward in hopes that we could pass the legislation. And with an amazing team effort, not only NFA, but our other colleagues, we found a way to do that. And we attached an amendment to the Let Them Grow Act and how appropriate. So we ended up passing it with the 33 votes necessary overcoming the filibuster and we're letting them grow both the preborn and protecting minors from transgender surgery. So it was a tremendous win and, and we're just praising God for that. It, it's an amazing uh, victory and it's an amazing method that you use and demonstrate to everybody else. And I can speak <coughs> firsthand to how amazing what's going on in Nebraska is, folks, because uh, they are a, a true laboratory of democracy in protecting uh, families and parents with your governor there. Uh, you have a new governor and, and you have a unicameral legislature. I was just out there over the weekend and um, Karen, it was stunning. Everybody I talked to over the week, I was just out there at my daughter's soccer games in Omaha and your whole town was a buzz because you were co-sponsoring an event to bring in Riley Gaines. Yes. I think you mobilized more than a thousand people that night. I mean, I know other groups were involved in it too, but, but uh, um, it shows the energy that's in our movement right now, doesn't it? It really does show uh, energy in our movement. And yes, we had over a thousand people at the Riley Gaines and you're going to be joining us next week for right. our Life and Liberty Gala. And we're going to have over a thousand people there with Dr. Ben Carson and celebrating the wins. And once again, it reminds us of team. What can we do together that we can't do alone? And I often talk about in our team meetings that oftentimes when obstacles come, which they did, on our heartbeat bill, that's the opportunity to change how we think and begin to say, these are God-given opportunities. Right now they're an obstacle, but if we work together, we work together and educate the public what's happening in our state, we can get bills over the finish line. And that's the honor of serving at family policy councils all across America. We literally have people 
on our teams that are boots on the ground at every state capital. And it makes a difference because we grow in our relationships with elected leaders. And, and you are a trusted source for how to make this happen, how to advance legislation that protects family freedom and life. Well, it is a huge privilege to serve, and it's a privilege to serve alongside the excellent leadership in your team. And I will see you out there next week with Dr. Ben Carson, folks. We're going to continue to share with you the links, and some of you are watching this on SoCounterReport.com. Some of you are watching it elsewhere. Uh, but the links are going to show up for you to be able to reach. I hope you're all scratching your temples right now saying, Where's my family policy? They're, they're bringing in Riley Gaines. They're bringing in Dr. Ben Carson. They're bringing in Tucker Carlson in, in, in Iowa and other things. Maybe I want to go to their events. I want to learn how I could be part of that team effort. We'll click on a link and, and, and uh, the water's warm. Come on in. Uh, we're gaining ground everywhere. This is not a partisan discussion and it isn't even entirely a Christian discussion, no matter how much the media left wants to make it that. Uh, folks, this is about our shared values as Americans and our belief in justice, that everyone's created equal and should have an equal chance at life and that our laws should apply to everybody, whether they're born or not, and that parents should be allowed to parent and that they're the primary for force in government in a free society, not the federal government, but it should go in reverse. The, the, the biggest rules are for the parents to decide, not the governments. And uh, we're, we're in that fight. We want you to join us and we hope that you will. Our next award is uh, the Life Saver Award. And the Life Saver Award is for making exceptional strides in the protection of life. This is a very complicated area of the policy that we work in. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, and you want to talk about the value, dignity, and worth of an individual's life, the first thing the evil one sends out a proxy to explain to you is, but can we kill these people? Can we agree that this life doesn't matter, whether it's, it's a permanent debilitating disease or, or the state of a condition after an accident or, or, or it's just an inconvenience to someone's career and they come in ready to make those things. But uh, our, um, our innovator has been in this position before and, and this year the award is centered around a, a, um, a new way to save lives and that is the uh, abortion trafficking act and this was passed in in the great state of idaho and this was the the first time that idaho or any state in our country has passed a bill that made it illegal for other states and other people to market trafficking within their state folks an abortion trafficker is no different than any other business they get paid though to kill your child not not to repair your furnace or 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 to fix your car or, or anything else, and uh, states absolutely have the right to regulate that nefarious, evil uh, um, form of commerce in their states, and Idaho wins the award for passing the first abortion trafficking statute and getting that signed into law. Blaine Kanzadi, wonderful leader there in Idaho, could not be with us and his staff. They're completely tied up, making these huge advances, so uh, in abstention, we still want to recognize the very first state to pass, pass Save Girl Sports in 2017, by the way, trivia question for you all that are listening, was Idaho. And that has led to more than 20 states passing Save Girl Sports, protecting hundreds of thousands every year. And by the way, we've already protected millions in aggregate, but hundreds of thousands of young girls every year and protecting their civil rights by passing Save Girl Sports. It started in Idaho. It started with you and you all that are listening to us made sure that we passed that through 22 other states and we followed it up. That took us 
six years to get to 22. But folks, when we started Help Not Harm, we, we went from one state in Arkansas to 20 states this year, 20 states in just a couple of years. So the new policies like the Abortion Trafficking Act in Idaho can start passing a lot faster through our country. And that's because of these innovations. Congratulations to Idaho on receiving this award. The next award goes to the uh, um, Victory of the Year Award. Now we're getting into the big awards where, where the needle moves, uh, um, uh, things change. And uh, the title is Victory of the Year. It could be called Victories of the Year, this particular award. The, the state um, passed two key laws, overriding their governor to do both. And folks, most movements don't get to override a governor in 30 years, uh, but, but um, this state did it twice in, in one year. First, they passed the, the first in the nation women's uh, bill of rights. It defines sex as a person's biological sex. This is something that five years ago would have been the easiest vote in the world to make because it's just stating the obvious, but uh, they, they made that innovation. They passed it. This state also joined the ranks of the states with Save Girls Sports Law this year. And, and But that's not all. They, they, they're pro-life uh, lawmakers in the state managed to get a Democratic vote on every single pro-life innovation that they did this year. Bipartisan folks protecting children, help not harm uh, uh, folks, protecting uh, um, uh, people in the womb and, and doing it in a bipartisan way. And the winner of that award is Kansas. And with us, Jeff Bennett, the executive director of Kansas. It's an amazing year that you've had. And congratulations on your huge win this year, victory of the year. Thank you, Craig. Oh, wow. <clears throat> very, very humbled. What a what a humbling experience to get the Victory of the Year Award, to be part of this incredible um, movement of family policy councils all across this great country, and to be recognized by Family Policy Alliance, the organization that actually birthed Kansas Family Voice is, is truly an honor. So thank you for this. Um, yeah, without a doubt, this is a team award from our administrative folks to our grassroots coordinators to our uh, church ambassador network pastors, Pastor David Beecham, um, all played a huge role in relationships and speaking truth across the board. But um, I've got to give a special a special thanks to Brittany Jones. She's the director of our policy and engagement uh, and her team uh, for the long days, the long late nights, um, not for just this year, but for the last five years um, when things haven't gone our way is just we, we're very appreciative uh, for the whole team, but Brittany specifically. Uh, finally, just all the legislators. A lot of people uh, think that Kansas is just incredibly conservative and everything ought to be a piece of cake, but um, it's tough. It's tough here in Kansas. And each and every one of the legislators stood up. Uh, they cast a vote for truth, uh, knowing full well they're going to be attacked by the opposition uh, and the press here in Kansas. Um, it's been tough. So I just want to thank them. Um, many across the nation are not really aware that we operate here in Kansas, knowing that the, the pro-family bills that we sponsor are going to be um, vetoed by a highly progressive governor, uh, and thereby it requires a two-thirds majority override in both the House and Senate. Um, and that's a significant hurdle, uh, even for us here in Kansas, that, that do lean conservative. So, uh, in fact, in years past, we had some Republicans that actually voted, believe it or not, more with the Democrats than with their own party, which is, is kind of hard to explain. But, but this year, we had a record session overriding our governor seven times on uh, pro-family uh, family values. It, was, it wasn't easy. Uh, we had a legislator that had given birth just a few weeks before the vote. Uh, we had another that had a farming accident. Uh, the numbers were in flux all the way up to the day of the vote. Uh, so we had a lot of serious concerns whether this was gonna be able to happen, uh, whether we were gonna get that two thirds majority. Uh, but after doing the math, we were one vote short. Um, and then only as God can do, he showed up and he showed up in a big way and he showed up like you mentioned earlier, Craig. 
uh, by raising up a Democrat from Kansas City, Kansas. Um, and despite threats and attacks, this just gentleman stood for truth. Uh, and because of that, we were able to cross the finish line. It was just truly, truly an amazing thing. In fact, they all jumped up afterwards when the vote was finally cast and just cheers uh, just across the board. So it was pretty exciting. Um, it, there's no, here, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, and those cheers will echo through the generations that will yeah. not know who did this. And that's why we want to celebrate, you know, today. The people that will be born won't know why or, or who was cheering them on. But but there was, you know, Kansas values at, at the front line, overriding a governor seven. I, I just want to argue, this is a national audience, Jeff, right? And and um, when I said, when we say we're bringing on hitters, you know, organizations, I, I just wanted to sink in a little bit to our audience. Uh, on the tax policy groups that you fund, the education reform group, which of them are overriding their governor seven times in a year? You know, yeah. uh, uh, none of them. Our movement is special and it's because of people like Kansas. I didn't want to interrupt you too much. I just wanted to say that's a bigger deal than just a sentence. Uh, yeah. And I wanted our audience to hear that. And um, we, this, I got one quick question for you before we get on the next award, Jeff. You, you can say more too, but we have some friends from blue states that are commenting here and please comment folks, while, while you're listening to us talk, this is your chance to do it. And they're saying, well, the worst state would be mine or, 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 or you know, I can't do anything here. Right. Right. But that was true. You and I can pick on some other states. That was true in Iowa, right? Voted for Obama twice. Uh, North Carolina voted for Obama twice. They overrode their governor this year. Yep. Uh, um, Iowa replaced six kind of rhinos on, on life and, and they went back in one. So, you get to give some hope to people from the blue states that are listening to all these awards and are thinking, but this isn't for me. And, and Kansas is pretty close to saying, no, 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 you have no idea. I couldn't, you couldn't have done this five years ago in Kansas, right? No, we could not have. And, and in fact, it, it's, it's, this has taken years. And that's why I mentioned five years earlier. We're a fairly young organization, but it's taken years of building relationships and just constantly supporting, leaning into, spending time, educating uh, working with pastors and legislators across the board. And we've, we've got, it's, it's taken a lot of work. So uh, on one hand, we can just take a deep sigh of relief that we got across the finish line, but man, do we have a lot of work yet to do. So we're, we're super excited. Lots of great things yet to come for Kansas. Well, let's stick with Jeff Bennett and uh, Brittany, uh, send our best out there and the whole crew and, and what you were all able to accomplish. Um, I don't think it's going to be long before Kansas can become more reliably uh, conservative as it has been in different years but folks, it, it, it doesn't come from having slick TV ads on Fox News or, or any other uh, uh, place where conservatives go to watch TV. It comes by knocking on their doors and developing relationships with them and working together. And, and we work across party lines. You just heard that victory was delivered by a Democrat. And I know the media will never report it that way, but lives were saved in Kansas because of the way in which the Family Policy Council's work is not partisan. It, and it's uh, based on our, our shared values. And that's why we're having so much success. And we gave a little bit of a prelude to what I was going to talk about blue states. Folks, if you're out there listening from California or Delaware or, you know, uh, 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 New York, there is hope. There is hope. And, and we're going to have on our, our next awardee is the defensive player of the year, right? You have to be able to hold your court before you can, you, you, you know, hold your serve before you can attack and uh, this year, some extraordinary wins. Our state ally opposed 17 pieces of dead, dangerous legislation. Of those, they were able to completely stop 14 and partially stop two. That means that the pro-family side won in this deeply blue state. 
nearly every instance, 13 out of 14. And among those bad bills, to give you an idea, if you're saying, was well, was this a tax? No, we're the social conservatives, not the, the tax crowd out there. The, these are the bad bills. Assisted suicide, major pro-abortion bills, funding of abortion, access, uh, uh, marketing of abortion, anti-religious freedom legislation, restricting religious freedom, a bill to establish comprehensive sex education for every student in this state was defeated by, by this wonderful organization and their supporters, and even a bill that defined single males as infertile. That's how extreme the left is right now, but we have wonderful groups, whether they're in a red state and they can actually enact their policies, or they're in a blue state and they're growing a new audience based in common sense and shared values that cuts across party lines so we can be victorious in their state, even if it means blocking 13 out of 14 bills. The winner is Connecticut. Peter Wolfgang is with us to talk about this amazing win for this deeply blue state that, that is on its way back to protecting life, uh, or at least not going further off the cliff. And uh, um, it, it's such a privilege to have uh, my dear friend with us. There you are. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the introduction. And uh, we are greatly honored and from Family Policy Alliance uh, on the national level and on readings from behind enemy blue state of Connecticut to all, all my friends do not give up actual Winston Churchill speech never retreat never fight 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 you, we can turn things Nick here in Connecticut and the blue states is a little, little different in the red states it's victory but, but we become play a weak hand and uh, uh, you know we've referenced several of it point about hey, hey, Peter, one, one second one second here because we, we've got time, this is a time we, we want people to hear you. It's breaking up a little bit, uh, your audio. If we have to, we'll, we'll even come back. But go ahead and either try that or maybe try your uh, audio off of the computer instead of that again. One can hear me. Uh, greetings from behind yep. enemy blue state of Connecticut. Go be, be a win to his speech about never giving up. We can turn a lot, lot around. If we, we band together about it, if we make, make we stopped assisted suicide anniversary. We stopped it every year. We wrote the playbook on how even in deep blue states you know, alliances with people who may not agree. That's how hey, you Peter, do, hold on. do it. When you're Hold on one sec. It's not coming back. We're going to pull you back in, but you're going to go into the green room. They're going to see if they can get the audio going maybe without the earbuds, and we'll have you come back on because you've got an important message, uh, and, and uh, I want to circle back to it. So, Peter, we'll be back with us. We'll get that audio going uh, here, and uh, we're going to talk about, in the meantime, while they do that, um, the uh, Help Not Harm campaign uh, and the Help Not Harm award. Um, and then we want to bring in Connecticut because I know about half of our country or more live in blue states. 
and they need to play defense and they want to know if their defense matters. And I'm, I'm confident we'll get Peter back here. I'll be able to explain how we do that. But if you've been following us, you know that transgender procedures leave children sterile, missing healthy organs, and with years of regret. I know this from a decade of work in criminal justice that, as the left would say, the science, the brain science, would show that um, children don't develop a risk-reward understanding of things until they're actually well past the age of 18. For men, it could be 25 or 26 years old where they take on risks without fully understanding what they're doing. And that's why we call this help, not harm. A child who uh, thinks that they uh, might fix their problems by changing their gender is the same type of a thoughts of people that think it might help them uh, take a drug or alcohol or lie or cheat or steal or have sex. Uh, it's a shortcut for a solution for the actual problems they're facing. And children need our help. They don't need harm that's coming from the adults. And that's why in 2017, we drafted the first uh, uh, version of this and it offers victims um, the opportunity within the bill, and not only protects people, but to sue um, and have civil liability. Folks, this is common sense, and this is part of your training as an advocate if you're listening to me. You all have had to take off work to go get your kid Tylenol or ibuprofen if they have a headache. Why is it that our public schools feel perfectly comfortable and safe from legal liability if they take our minor child out for a gender transition, a hysterectomy, an abortion, uh, folks, there's a lot of policy that's just common sense that we can uh, uh, bring in, and, and that's all part of this campaign this year. And as part of what it's Craigslist, it's already a celebration of what we've done for the year. But this year is particularly big when it comes to the help, not harm, because we passed our 20th state. Folks, that's a huge mile, milestone. 20 states of, for any movement. I'm a former Speaker of the House. Many of you know that in Michigan, and I'm a student of all these things going back hundreds of years. You've heard about welfare reform movement that started in the states and swept its way through. That's over 30 or 40 years. The tax, the capital gains, carry concealed weapons reform. Those are decades long and they never involve vetoes or, or any actual uh, progress being made with any sense of urgency. Our Help Not Harm campaign has passed in 20 states in two years and overridden, overridden 20% of the time that this was sent to a governor it was vetoed and overridden by the legislature and the people's house, people closest to the representing, re representing our values in the family and furthest away from the NCAA and the Fortune 500 that, that try to bribe their way into uh, sexual accessibility to our children. And we got through that. And uh, most of them were passed this year. And I, I, I wanna share with you the names and, and we'll have the support and the text and everything else. But I want you guys to hear this as you're listening to the show, because it's significant this year. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Idaho, Iowa, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Carolina, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, and Utah. If you live in those states, folks, look at this, this Chiron right here. Look at this graphic. Folks, the opposite of what's happened for 70 years in America, where the progressive left continues to, to just devour our culture and separate uh, uh, children from their parents and, and uh, giving them an opportunity. For the first time in decades, America took a different direction. You made this possible if you're from these states and your family policy councils we wanted to give the, the Help Not Harm Award to all of these states. And uh, here 
uh, with me is is uh, one of the the well, really the state that started all, uh, Mr. Jerry Cox with the Arkansas family, and and um, you you uh, you were the innovator. You you did this first. You did it with a graduate of the Family Policy Alliance Statesman Academy. So it was a it was a legislator that took that craft seriously, and you overrode a Republican governor who was actually like a Reagan Republican governor that he bought up into this Fortune 500 junk. And, and, and you just, you plowed right through it and said, no, uh, families first. So, well, well Craig, uh, and, you know, I, I need to thank the uh, Family Policy Alliance for the role that you all played in helping draft this really good legislation, because uh, I think of it this way, you guys and others built it, we delivered it. And uh, with the help of lots of good people, um, Representative Robin Lundstrom, who's a graduate of the uh, Statesman Academy, carried the bill, did it admirably. But as with any achievement like this, it was really a team effort. And so um, we were the first, but we weren't the only. And thankfully, we're not the last and there are more to come. Uh, I really was a bit naive when we first started talking about doing this because I thought eh, that'll be pretty easy. Uh, it's common sense. I don't think very many people will oppose it. And boy, did things ever blow up. Uh, we had lots of protesters at the Capitol. A person got arrested um, in the uh, one of the committee meetings because he was being unruly. Uh, you know, all kinds of things began to happen. and. Um, I just began to realize this is a really, really volatile issue. In some ways though, Craig, we may have had it a little bit easier being the first state because the opposition really wasn't as well organized as they are now. And that does make a, make a big, big difference. But let me say this, all the states that you named, the people who did this are true heroes. And, you know, one of my favorite readings is uh, Theodore Roosevelt's The Man in the Arena. And I remember on the anniversary of our work, uh, Governor Huckabee just suddenly appeared in the doorway of my office and he had a plaque in his hand and it was The Man in the Arena. And he gave it to us as a gift. And I want to say this, that every one of these states, all 20, that have fought this fight, I know they are the men and women in the arena. They have the blood, the sweat, the toil to prove it. And I, for one, am glad to be just a small part of this, and I'm glad that you're recognizing all the states that have done such great work. But um, yeah, we're all we're all in the arena together. Well, it's uh, it's just such a blessing that um, you're right, I, and I agree with you. It, it works out well because Family Policy Alliance and, and our job, uh, for those of you that are listening, and I know that those are the, so many of you are active in the work we do, our job is um, to take that, that organizing force with a good idea that Arkansas has and to make it available, it, it, as uh, Jerry was saying in the other states, and then to take the good ideas and the innovations that you heard about in Florida and Idaho and others and make them available to Arkansas. Folks, so I just want you to get a, a little look behind the curtain here that um, we are working together and the social conservative right, and, and we are taking these victories seriously. And 
Jerry, I just want to tell you, there's none more important uh, uh, for families that have, I have three daughters. Um, I know you're accepting this on behalf of you and 19 other family policy councils, but thank you for being with us today. And thank you for leading the way on help not harm in America. This is only going to be more, this is going to be one of the top three issues in the presidential campaign. And you really, really helped separate this from it being a Republican or a Christian issue only. It's a it's about the children's civil rights and protecting them from harm, and, and you've led the but, way on Craig, let, let me say this. There would not be 20 states doing this without the help of the Family Policy Alliance. The work that, that the Family Policy Alliance does in this is absolutely critical. And so lots of credit uh, to the work that you all do there. Such a great job. And... Um, you know, I'm just glad to be able to take what others do and, and deliver it to the target. And that's what we want to keep doing. Thank you so much, Jerry. And I just got some good news. So I, I'm going to I'm going to keep it moving here to the next award. But uh, um, I want to thank you in Arkansas and all the other 19 states for the Help Not Harm Award for 2023. And I hope that we'll be celebrating Help Not Harm in this state. We're going to bring Peter uh, uh, Wolfgang from Connecticut back on here to accept the word. Hope the audio does better. And while I see Peter coming back in, how are we doing there, brother? I'm doing good on my end, Craig. Can you hear me now? It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> so you're going Winston Churchill, and I couldn't hear it. So so Winston Churchill, I mean, you're a blue state. You're under attack. And yet you stopped, what was it, 13 out of 14? I get that right? You know, of, of, of the... The left, the secular left, the evil's agenda, you stop 13 out of four. So you're going to give us some hope. Yes. So we do. We face overwhelming odds. We are behind enemy lines in the state of Connecticut. But I do think Winston Churchill and others like him, you heard a reference uh, by one of the earlier awardees to Teddy Roosevelt's great uh, in the arena speech. Also, I mean, Rudyard Kipling's poem, uh, If. I mean, the, you really just have to stand up. I come back to Winston Churchill a lot because he faced overwhelming odds, Craig. And that's what we do in Connecticut. Like I said, we're behind enemy lines. I don't mean that in any sort of disparaging way. I was born and raised in Connecticut. I love Connecticut. I expect to live the rest of my life in Connecticut. It's a beautiful state, but it is a state with a very troubling uh, political culture. And so we have stood up for faith and family in the state of Connecticut as you mentioned, we stopped about 14 out of uh, 17 bills. We partially stopped a couple others. And, uh, you know, you also referenced earlier how we in the family policy movement, we are across the board social conservatives. So we had victory. And again, when we talk victory in Connecticut in the blue states, what we mean is on defense. We stopped bad stuff. That's victories for us. But you got to start somewhere. And it was a huge achievement when you consider that the state legislature actually locked us out of the state capitol, the public in general, for two years during COVID, this was the first year that we were allowed back in. So it was like we came roaring back. And we're just so grateful um, to all our allies. I'm grateful to all of you on the national level, to Family Policy Alliance and the other FPCs and the help that you provided. I'm grateful to my staff, to Larry Tafner, our Director of Operations, to Leslie Wolfgang, our director of public policy, who also happens to be my wife, to our lobbyist, Dolores Malloy, and to our allies. As I was trying to say before, um, you know, the way you win in deep blue states is that you form unusual alliances. It's almost like 
um, being on the show Survivor and making sure you don't get voted off the island. So we formed alliances with people who don't agree with us on anything else in order to stop assisted suicide. Then we did it on some of those family bills that you mentioned earlier. We did it on, on religious liberty and, uh, and free speech. These things are coming at us more and more, Craig. Uh, you know, there used to be a commercial that said, this is not your father's Oldsmobile. I'd have to say, this is not your father's cultural left. This is not your father's typical liberal media bias. Things are getting more difficult out there. And all the more reason for those of us in the blue states to dig in and say, no, we're not going to cede any territory whatsoever uh, in a blue state. We will fight back because a lot of the battles take place here. If we win or lose here, it will depend. It will affect how, what happens in the rest of the state, in the rest of the country. Because if we stop them in Connecticut, they're not going to try this in the South and the Midwest. Whereas if they succeed in Connecticut, it will be coming to the red states near you. Well, so we're very grateful for this award. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. And I'm so glad we got you back on because I know that half our audience, like I said, is saying, well, that's great. What Nebraska, and you're going to hear from another couple of states here, Peter. Thanks for being with us. The, the, the winners of the most pro-family state award. And, and, and if you're at home and you're frustrated saying, but I live in one of these deep blue states, when will I be the most pro-family state? That can happen. It's just based on whether or not you're doing the work in your state, folks. About 60% of America doesn't vote in governor race years. About 40% of America doesn't vote in uh, presidential years. And the social conservatives make up the biggest block of those people that don't vote. The biggest block. Just in Michigan, my home state alone, it's well over a million voters. And so that can swing every election from the bottom to the top, the presidency down, either way you want to look at it. And so we can't give up. There are more people that voted for Donald Trump in 2020 in California than there were in Texas or Florida, I believe. So pay attention to that. You matter. If you're watching, if you're listening to the show and, and, and you're paying attention and you're from these other states, it's all connected to the work we do. We need your help. Get behind your Family Policy Council in your state and help us at Family Policy Alliance be able to serve you where you live. Now, this is our big one. This is our, our uh, most pro-family state award, the people that gain the most ground for families this year. And it goes to two people. And when you hear the stunning statistics, you're going to understand why we're going to bring them on uh, at the same time. There is no order of preference. So maybe I will just do it. Uh, um, I'll do it in reverse alphabetical order. Uh, um, the uh, first one uh, is a state ally that supported a whopping 50 bills in this legislature, passing 83% of them. Many of the bills focus on protecting families, uh, radical gender ideology opposition, passed a law that uh, prohibits drag shows in a public where children can see the event. Open displays of sexual activity in the town square has never been an expression of free speech, uh, just the same as yelling fire in a theater. And, and uh, people of common sense are rising up. 50 bills, 83% uh, percent passed. That was uh, uh, North Dakota. And uh, the second state, we're going to have uh, come on. I'll introduce both of the guests in a second. Uh, uh, um, in this state, they, they supported 34 bills and opposed 11. So we're getting to those crazy numbers again, close to 50. And I can tell you as a former speaker and a minority leader myself, that's a lot of bills uh, uh, for an advocacy shop to be working on. And they had a 77% increase among the bad bills they defeated in this state were um, uh, a bill that would have introduced comprehensive sex education. They, they knocked that back. That would have allowed partial birth abortions. That was uh, uh, defeated. And on the offensive side, uh, they 
They uh, won sweeping victories, education and adoption tax credits, religious freedom protections, and just huge wins. So uh, North Dakota, you see the graphic, and Montana are with us. I'm in reverse uh, um, uh, order here. So I'm going to introduce Mark Joritzma of North Dakota as our winner. That was the 50 uh, bills with an 83% rate. And, and then Jeff Laslofty uh, um, uh, of Montana, the president of the Montana family. And they uh, uh, also had an extraordinary year. So Mark, uh, um, lead us off. Tell us uh, what it feels like to be the most pro-family state sharing that with Montana for the year 2023 for you and the supporters of the Family Policy Council there in North Dakota. Well, thank you so much, Craig. We're really honored and we want to thank Family Policy Alliance to be chosen one of the two most pro-family states. We also want to congratulate Montana. Um, we love Montana. They're our neighbors, so it's great that both of us won. Uh, that said, for those of us or for those of you who are watching and not North Dakotans, we have a little bit of land left, so feel free to move up here, okay? We have a legislative session every other year, so it tends to be more urgent, I think, than in some places. And we knew it was going to be a really busy year. We had heard that ahead of time. And so we got some additional staff to help us this session, which really made all the difference. As Craig said, we focused on 50 bills, pro-family, pro-life bills that we felt we should engage on. And that's roughly twice as many as what we've had past legislative sessions. We won 83% of the bills that we engaged on, and it included all sorts of things. Craig said some of them, but it included funding the Alternatives to Abortion Program, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. It included funding Child Sexual Abuse Prevention Task Force. It just goes on and on. Uh, parental rights. There's one bill, one bill that actually had three pieces to it, and it allowed teachers to not have to use preferred pronouns in the classroom. It made sure that boys would not use girls' bathrooms, and it required that parents be notified if their child is expressing a different gender than their biological sex in school. That's just one bill that did all of that. So we're very happy. We want to thank the legislators who sponsored these bills, who voted consistently pro-life, pro-family, Governor Burgum, the many partner organizations. And most of all, we're thankful to God that he allows us to be his hands and feet in the North Dakota policy world. Well, it's an amazing shop up there, and, and you're uh, just completing your second year of operations in the form you're in right now? Yes, that is correct. And folks, that's an amazing story of, of success. Uh, you've heard me say throughout the show that we have 40 state policy councils. The answer is yes, if you're wondering, uh, do we want 50 plus the, you know, uh, the District of Columbia? Of course we do. If your state is missing, reach out to us. Mark, uh, two years uh, into his leadership of a very healthy growing organization. We want you all to support that growth, if you're listening, is already uh, having this type of success. Thank you for being with us today, Mark, and, and showing us the way. And uh, next up is is Mr. Jeff Lazlafi. He's He's been in this movement for a while, uh, uh, but he is right next to uh, North Dakota as well. And you just, you, you've had really two extraordinary years, but this year you are named, along with North Dakota, the most pro-family state. And uh, tell us about how you did that in Montana. And um, tell two people about the division, because I don't want people to get the impression that North Dakota or Mont Montana are easy sledding for you guys when you do your work. 
Yeah, so thanks, Craig. We we really appreciate this award. Um, it was an incredible session for us. It was the most pro-life session, uh, pro-family session that we have had in the history of the state of Montana. Uh, we passed, among the other bills that we passed, we passed 11 pro-life bills in one legislative session. And um, it's, it's I, I guess I would have to attribute that to two things. The first is being in the right place at the right time. You know, we get so much support from the Family Policy Alliance in, in terms of making sure that we're positioned well, that we're up to date on the issues, uh, that we're well vetted, that we're well, um, that the strategy is, is uh, strong and in place. And all of that came together when we suddenly got super majorities in the Montana House and Senate. We were able to immediately put our team to action. We were able to um, get a legislative agenda uh, quickly ramped up and ready that would not have been possible in a, northern, in, a, in a typical session. And so we were able to push bills that we've wanted to push for a long time, but we're not able to. And to do something this big takes a really big team. And it, the Montana Family Foundation is just a small part of that. We have other organizations that we work closely with. Uh, we have the majority, since super majorities in this session of Republicans in the House and the Senate. We have committee chairs, both in the House and Senate Judiciary Committees, which made it possible for us to move a huge slate of bills. And then of course, Governor Gianforte, a strong conservative voice in the state. And this governor has, uh, to his credit, signed every single conservative bill we've ever put on his desk. And so that's the team, and that's what makes victories like this possible. Well, it's amazing what uh, both North Dakota and Montana are doing because um, this, folks, this is what I look, I, I'm sorry, I, I, you know, as a former speaker and legislator, you look at other people's states and you look at the culture of them and how they get things done and, and you compare it to your own experience. And one of the joys um, when you say, well, Montana and North Dakota aren't as populous as, say, Florida or, or Virginia, um, is that part of it? And I'd say absolutely it is. And, and so you should be really concerned if it's harder or easier to pass these bills in a in a state without the population because the fewer people that you have in your state the more likely that they're living by common sense and not what the left out of dc and corporate america is filling them full of and and it and um that gives us hope you know in, in our country is is that the artificial um all these manufactured lies and in, in policy they're trying to push through isn't generally supported by by folks and and you guys are out there working it hard in montana north dakota mobilizing and uh, the other point I want to make, though, too, is the reason why I think you guys are so successful is nobody mistakes North Dakota or Montana for a thing. But wouldn't it be easier if I just ran TV ads? You know, it doesn't really work in Montana or North Dakota. So they go and do it the right way, which is across the kitchen table and, you know, at church and in relationships. Would, would you say that's fair, that that um, that's a big part of your success is because it's through the you, but also through FPCs, it's it's relational. We're, we're not big, slick consultants that run TV campaigns. We do this authentically with, you know, family by family, right? Absolutely. It's one-on-one, -on -one, Craig. You know, yeah, I'd say it's probably the same in, in North Dakota as it is in Montana. We say that Montana is one great, big, small town. And everybody knows everybody in this state. And you live and die on your reputation. And so it's important to maintain a good reputation. And I know that, that Mark works hard to do that in North Dakota and we do it in Montana as well. 
You know, years ago when I started this, Craig, I was told my very first session by a legislator came up to me, said, you need to go away. We don't need you. And we haven't gone anywhere. And I don't think Jeff's gone anywhere either. We're in it for the long haul, aren't we, Jeff? We are. You know, another thing that's interesting, Craig, you mentioned uh, it being easier. We thought that this session for us might be a little bit easier because we had, like I said, we had super majorities in the House and Senate, but we had several critical pieces of legislation that passed by one vote, four of them, in fact. And one of them was a bill to define the terms male and female in state law. That was, without a doubt, in our 20-year history, the heaviest lift we've ever done, the simple act of defining what it means to be male and female, but we got I'm done. sorry to smile and laugh, but I, I got to explain this to our audience right now. Uh, folks, if you want to know why I'm smiling and laughing is the secular left and CNN and ABC World News would tell you this is fascinating. It's new. What, what Jeff Leslafi, president of, uh, of Montana Family Foundation, is talking about, I'd say go read Acts 20. Uh, uh, when Paul is in Ephesus and, and uh, they're shouting at each other in the town square, because uh, if, if we re recognize one true God, we can't sell our Artemis statues. And it says they were screaming at each other in the town square for two hours and nobody knew what they were yelling about. That's the words in the Bible. Two hours and nobody knew what they were yelling at each other about. And, and, and people would say that it's new. And I would say uh, it's laughable to me. You're doing the exact same thing you're doing in Ephesus and, and at the bottom of the hill when Moses came down the first time and uh, um, in, in Sodom and Gomorrah and everything. It's not new. We, we know it's coming. We're on to it. So do the families in our states. And we just need to mobilize them. And, folks, there is hope. There is hope. Uh, for the two of you, uh, was that a Republican uh, uh, thing or, or were your friends that vote Democrat? that shared your values just as motivated to get involved on these issues as your Republican friends on these issues. We actually had a bill that was sponsored by the minority leader in the House. And we asked him, can we jump on board and can we testify? It was to prevent abusive, leg excuse me, abusive legislation against survivors of domestic assault. And we testified and he testified. And afterwards I said, you know, Josh, you're the minority leader. We're North Dakota Family Alliance. Nobody's going to vote against this bill. So we were so happy that we could do that. And if we had more opportunities, it'd be fabulous. Yeah, I'm, but I'm not even talking to the elected officials. I'm just saying when you're talking, knocking on the doors, when we talk about these issues, I'm just trying to get one of the things we always do. This is the end of the show. So I'm going to do my wind up here in a second. We like to leave people with some hope because it's a brutal world out there. And the media, everybody, if you want to understand why the media serves up the way they do things, they're paid for by advertising, right? So you're not a client of theirs, you're the product. You're delivering them to the advertisers. That, that's their job in life. It's not actually delivering news to you. So people would be very frustrated when the pharmaceutical companies that wanna you know, surgically alter our chill, children and kill and do all this other stuff, um, that the news people wouldn't cover. I just wanted people to understand that you're encountering shared values across the aisle, where you go in, in Montana, North Dakota, and, and that's what uh, uh, Peter said, and that's what so many others, well, it's a blue state, Nebraska said that, it was a Democrat in deep red uh, Nebraska. I just wanted people to know, uh, for our friends in Southern California that have been on the chats here that are frustrated today, folks, this is where the rubber meets the road. Don't wait for a consultant or a candidate to do it for you. Call up your family policy council, raise your hand, 
sign up and get involved. That's my charge. And I think uh, your state can be on this screen next year uh, celebrating 50 victories. That, that's my rah-rah coach speech. How'd I do, uh, Jeff? You did great. Hey, Craig, I, I've got to say, too, you know, literally we could not do what we do without the help and support of Family Policy Alliance. Um, it's important that we be, as individual states, be able to get together uh, as one unified voice and at the events that you folks host so that we can bounce ideas off of each other, strategize with each other, find out what worked in another state, what didn't work in another state. There's huge, enormous value in that. And you guys provide that value. So I just like to say thank you for all that you do and uh, just keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, gentlemen, both for being with us. And as I transition out uh, to the conclusion of Craigslist 2023, I just want to say thank you again to our audience. We couldn't do this without you. And uh, just as you've heard with Jeff, um, we believe Family Policy Alliance plays a critical role in advancing and serving you. It's not about us. It's about you. And not everybody has a time to become subject matter experts on these and show up and testify and do the rest of it. We do that work for you, but it takes money and it takes support. So we hope that, and we would encourage you uh, to consider Family Policy Alliance, especially if you hear about what George Soros and the secular left are up to, and you say, I wish we had that on the right. I wish we had an organizing force that could put our, our, our uh, uh, soldiers out there that are protecting my family, protecting my kids on the field. There are, it's called Family Policy Alliance. The links are out here. We need your help. Folks, we're heading into one of the most consequential, if not the most consequential, elections in the history of our republic at about the time we're turning 250 years old. We have to decide are we going in the direction of freedom and family and, and, and um, you know, just our, our, our shared social conservative values, or do we become a secular Euro state uh, uh, where the government decides who lives and dies and what each life's value is. Uh, we think we know the answer to that, folks. America's on the rise again. Social concerns are rallying. We need your support. And, and uh, we thank you for watching uh, this episode for an extraordinary of 2023's Craigslist Award winners. But I also want to remind you, folks, we're just getting started and we can do so much more with your help. So please stick with us and we look forward to, to seeing and engaging with you all soon. Thank you and God bless.